you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off in a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus continued, I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I always, as I mentioned last week, read the scriptures at the beginning of the week for the following Sunday. And I know the Holy Spirit will accumulate some ideas in my head. And sure enough, he did a good job, or she, or the Holy Spirit did a good job this week. Okay, right up to yesterday, right up to yesterday, the Holy Spirit's working. So you've got to always be open. His time. There's a section from that first reading. Um, God hears us all the time. Hold on. Um, and he... Our prayers are always heard, okay? They are, but not according to our time. We've got to accept that. Our prayers are heard. They all reach God, but according to his time, they're fulfilled. Okay. So I was at a family gathering. It was a big gathering, a lot of people there. And I met some new friends come over. And this one gentleman, this friend of ours, his name is Jeff. He's standing near us. We had like high tables. And we're talking, and I'm... I sort of get lazy at parties. I just sat, you know, and, and friends came over and different people came over. And a- after a while, Jeff says to me, you know, Father Luke, he says, do you ever notice when people come over to you, they tell you how wonderful they are. They tell you all the things they do. They go to church and they say their prayers. And I said, no, I didn't realize that. And his mother had just come. And he says, like my mother did. Do you realize what she told you? I said, yeah, she told me the parish she goes to and the group she's participating in. He says, but everyone who came up to you today, as I'm sitting here having a drink, listening, they're all telling you how wonderful they are and how they do all the right things. I says, well, that may be so. But on the other hand, if it was confession, they tell me all the, the bad things they do. But 
be that as it may. Of course, the Holy Spirit got involved and said, oh my goodness, Skirty, listen to the readings today and, and hear what's going on. You were looking for something to grasp onto between the publican and, and the, tax the tax collector and the Pharisee. You heard the story. They, Jesus has given us a parable on prayer. And the choice is ours, to pray or not to pray. And he gives us two examples. Now you might say, well, first of all, the Pharisee, Pharisee knows all the rules. Okay, that's basically it. He knows all the rules, he knows the ins and outs, so he never makes a mistake. And if he does, he's telling God, I give tithing, I, I help the poor, and he's going on and on and on. You could just see God in heaven, he's not going to do this, but you just see God in heaven going, blah, 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 you know, I heard that before, tell me how wonderful you are down there. But we, Jesus left that piece out. Then the tax collector. Now you realize tax collectors in the time of Jesus were like, dirt. They were Jews who worked for the Romans. And in working for the Romans, they, ta they collected taxes. They were heavy taxes. And not only that, they handled the money. And Jews believe God has no image. So anything with an image on it was adulter excuse me, idolatry. So they're handling the money with the name and, and the uh, inscription of the Caesar on it. So the Jews, their, their contemporaries, they're sinners. They're, they're, they're bleeding us on behalf of the Romans. They're, they're worshiping the false gods and, and it goes on and on. So you have, you know, you're caught between the devil and deep blue sea. The tax collector is bad. The Pharisee thinks he's wonderful, but we all know he's bad. He's hypocrite. I think there's a piece of all of us in both of them. I think they... I think we can, we can just understand what they're going through. Maybe those people that came to Father and tell them how wonderful they are, maybe they're here. I'm not pointing anything out. Maybe they're here among us. Maybe I do it. I mean, I, I, I have to be conscious of that. And God, okay, he appreciates you're doing the right thing, I think. I think God appreciates us following the scriptures, understanding the law, loving our neighbor. I think God really gets into that when he sees us, to, and I go to hell, God's up here, we're down here, but I don't know that. But when he sees us acting this way, he's probably very happy. I'm glad I have that Christian. I'm glad that that person is doing my will and following my, my son Jesus. Okay, so there's a piece of all of us that's like that. We tell people what we want them to hear about us, how good we are, how charitable we are, and how, how we do good things. We blow our own horns. Okay. There's a piece of us, I think, that understands that. Then go back a few steps and we see the, the, the tax collector. Well, I'm sorry, no one is not worth it. Everyone is made in the image of God. So none of us should think we are less than anybody any state of life. But the tax collector was looked down upon by the community. Well, you want to say to the community, whoever they are, look at the mirror, because you have a piece of that inside of you. But that's not where we're going with this. So, so the tax collector, I think we can identify with him. He knows he's doing wrong, and he doesn't even have the strength to look up to God in the, in the Holy of Holies. He's probably not even in the full temple. He's probably outside 
in the temple, the area of the temple for Gentiles, because he was back there, not up front. So he acknowledges mistakes he's done, he acknowledges his dependence on God, and he asks God forgiveness. Be hum be watch over me, I'm a sinner, he says. Now, I hope there's a piece of that in each one of us. We, we say it as a community before Mass. When, when the, the, today the, the music minister sang the Kyrie and, and the Christe eleison, we're saying, Christ, Lord, have mercy on us. Not, be, not just to warm us up, but to wait a minute and say, wait, I'm coming to do the most sacred thing God gave us, to celebrate my faith at the table in which I will receive the body and blood of his son Jesus. Before I come here, I acknowledge my sinfulness. We all do that. Whether we say it in English or in Latin, it doesn't matter. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. So we're asking God to forgive us. And that's good. That's appropriate. But that's what the tax collector is doing. So we can identify with him. Now, again, don't forget, the tax collector is also screwing the people of Judaism. He's mean to them. He weighs heavy taxes on them because he gets a cut. Whatever he collects, he gets a cut. So he knows he's a sinner, and so do... Well, I shouldn't speak for us. The question is, do we? Do we know we're sinners at times? Whether we are parents or children, neighbors or strangers to each other, do, do we know at times we sin? We make a mistake. And, and sin is not a mistake. I should cl clarify that. Sin is doing what is wrong on purpose or by apathy. Not doing something could be a sin. Doing something negative could be a sin. Making a mistake, well, you, you wake up and you say, well, that was a mistake. I've got, I've got to apologize for that. Usually not a sin. So sin is something different. And we have to acknowledge the fact that we are weak peoples at times and times we sin. But we also have to acknowledge the fact that, hey, I'm made in the image of God. He blessed me. He gave me the gift of faith, the gift of knowing that I have the ability to speak to God. That's important because none of us are less than and none of us should feel better than the next person. We are made in the image of God. Now, that has nothing to do with our talents, has nothing to do with our, our abilities. Some are great artists, some sketch. Some are great orators, some talk. And, and that's the, the gamut of our civilization. We're all different people with different talents. We're not the same on the level of talents and abilities, but we are all on the same level as human beings. And God loves every one of us. God loves little Giacomo, whose birthday we celebrate today. And he, he loves the, I'm, I'm not going to point, the oldest person in this church. He does, equally. And that's amazing, if you think about it. God cares for me a great deal. Which means, how do I use that? How do I apply that to others? Well, one theme that is woven into the scriptures of prayer today is how do we treat the poor? And, of course, you, you heard the first reading. And God shows partiality toward the weak. The responsorial psalm, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Now, we could go economic poor, that's very important in our society,
But we could also do the spiritually poor. The, the, the people in our lives, or ourselves, who are just not up to appreciating what God has done for me. And I'm spiritually poor. The person in our lives who just doesn't do more, but we can do more for the physically poor, those who are emotionally poor, those who are developmentally disabled, those who are in any way handicapped. Are we doing enough when I meet somebody or someone in my family? Think about it. The Lord hears the cry of the poor, so the Lord hears the cry and the prayer of that person who is an opportunity for us to get closer to God. Interesting how God is into our lives on so many levels and in so many ways. So, but prayer for the poor is only one aspect. Forgiveness, and we have Jesus as an example. Forgiveness, love, going out of ourselves. And I like the way Paul sort of encourages us today in the Holy Scriptures, in this tr traditional letter of Paul to Timothy, but probably not written by Paul, but one of his followers, with the mindset of Paul. And this is not a forgery, it's the tradition that followers used to write in, in the name of their leaders. And this section, Paul is on, on his deathbed, basically. He's not, he's in jail. And probably right after this letter, he's beheaded. Okay? He had already been to one trial in Jerusalem, and because he's a Roman citizen, appealed, and they brought him to Rome for his second trial. He's alone. He, this is Paul. We have all his letters and, and more. We have so many things that he taught us, so much theology dedicated and, and created by Paul based on his relationship with Jesus Christ. And he was alone. Nobody came to be his witness. Now, on behalf of those people who didn't come forward, fear or something else. But they could have come and defended Paul. Yes, if they defended Paul, then they were guilty with Paul from the Roman perspective. So there's a little bit of tension there. But Paul knows, hey, listen, when I was in the courts, nobody came to my defense. Here I am in the Roman courts, nobody's coming to my defense. But there's one person who never leaves me and never left me. And that's Jesus Christ. He was with me. He was with me and he was by my side. And that got me through. He was with me and I depend on him. And may it not be held against those who didn't come forward. That's all right. The Lord stood by me and gave me strength. See, that's why we're here today to understand and appreciate that, that when we pray, God is right there with us, giving us strength, pushing us forward. Come on, I'm with you. We don't see him necessarily. We see him in one another, yes. We see him in the sacraments, yes. But physically, you know, this tall, that, that short, or this wide, we don't see that Jesus because he's available to everyone, everywhere. And he's with me, every one of us. He's with us. And he wants to hear from us. The choice is ours. Either we pray or don't pray. It's ours, though. And he, he loves us. He loves the youngest person in our community. He loves the oldest person in our community. He loves the person who's most disabled. He, he, learns, he, he loves the, the, the track star. And even Paul today refers to running the race. He uses a lot of metaphors to do with athletics. 
I run the race. And the final step, when we come before God in prayer, we don't do this, but the ancient Romans and Greeks did. When they would have a meal, they would enjoy themselves, and some of them were gluttonous, but that's another story, and they would have a meal, and then they would pour some wine in these craters, beautiful bowls. At the end of the meal, they would get the wine and pour it on the ground for the gods, okay, the mythical gods, Juno, Jupiter, all those people. Well, Paul refers to that. I'm pouring myself out like a libation. I've given everything I can give to God. And my reward is a crown in heaven. Don't live to get to heaven. Live heaven and we'll be united to Christ through our prayer. When we place ourselves before God, make a decision to pray, pour ourselves out before him. You know me, God. You know my needs. You know my doubts, you know my weaknesses. Accept me because I know you do. Accept me as you accepted your own son. We have a great role model in him. We follow him to the Father. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.